Do you know what we're going to talk about this week? Oh, um, no. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been thinking about, I've, I've, I've been thinking about stuff. I've been, I've been yeah. doing stuff and, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the most basic human thing I can possibly say. Like, yeah, what's been going on? How's your week been? Well, I've been, I've been doing, I've been doing stuff. That's the extent of it. I actually, you know, I know that we haven't had a productive week in Dota because we are right on the precipice of an uber productive week. Like we're, we're, we're at mark zero. We're at the starting line. The, the little referee's got his, got his smoke pistol there. Our feet are propped up on the blocks and we are about ready to sprint. We're about ready to sprint between the major, between the anime, between whatever's going to drop and the client coinciding with the anime. Or if I had to guess, it would be something. Like, we're just not there yet. So now, no. is, is this like, if if you could equate the podcast to like one of those anime lists where they tell you to cut out the filler episodes. Like, is this one that goes on the list of like, oh, that's like not an important Naruto this is a filler episode for sure. Okay. Wasn't last week a filler episode too? And then we had a week off. I I think we actually I got I got a lot of positive feedback last week. I th- oh, I yeah? think that we walked Why? into last week being like, what are we gonna talk about? And then just managed to like fart out being entertaining with each other. What they like? I well actually uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the the oddly enough There's the conversation bad about research we're supposed to know these things Joey so we can repeat them for future success. Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, they liked Home Depot. They liked oh, the complexities okay. of racism. Who would have okay. thought? They liked talking about what's going to be happening at the major. You know, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. They, they I, I got people who I, I got someone who sent me a DM and said, "Hey, it's pretty cool that you're definitely talking about the whole trying to figure out what's going on with your hair thing." I feel like not enough guys do that, and I'm like, "Great, I'm going to be a role model for people who are balding." Awesome. Go me. Really taking the wins in life. Right? Yeah. That's something that you can do that I just can't, Joey. Great. No matter how hard I try. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I finally found something that is my calling that I can say is like mine and my own and I don't have to share yeah. with you. I, I'm just the person who can who can be very open about thinning hair. Great. Yeah. I, I mean, I can shave off all my hair as many times as I want, but it keeps growing back. <laughs> Woe is me. <laughs> Please stop. Um, I had a productive week last week. Yeah, what'd you do this week? I, I had a productive week since the last time we've talked. I think that I actually did a copious amount of what some people would put in air quotes and call adulting. Okay. I mean, uh, copious amounts of X... <laughs> I feel like copious amounts of always leads to that that phrase ending with some drug. <laughs> I did a copious amount of cocaine this week, and that's um. I'm, let, let me retry. I did a plethora of adulting. Okay, good job. Plethora feels like oddly scientific when I'm talking about numbers and shit. 
what kind of adulting are we talking about? Besides okay, your job? hear me out. There are three things that I did since the last time we talked that I think are mildly okay. interesting at best. Mm-hmm. Number one, I joined you in a club this week. Not like a not like an ins, ins, ins club, but like now we could go to one together in theory because both oh. of us are inoculated. Nice, 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 nice. Which one? Which vaccine did you get? So I I got dose one of Moderna uh, last oh, Friday. Okay. So you're gonna develop the superpowers? I might develop the superpowers, or my liver might fail in twenty. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I don't. I don't know what our long-term mRNA vaccine testing is is really gonna come out to be. But whatever, I'll I'll figure that out. Um, and I want to talk about how I got the vaccine. Okay. Because I feel like I am currently living in. I'll I'll, I'll be very upfront. A slightly morally gray area. Oh. So, for people who don't know, which is almost everybody, uh, California and Los Angeles, which is in California, uh, are actually doing two different things for the vaccine right now. So, in America, if, if you're not even familiar with how we're doing stuff for, from the get-go, basically, one of the big things that... that we like to do is, uh, you know, states' rights. We got 50-ish of them. And generally, we don't... The states try to do things differently than the federal government. It's really cool when each different state has a different idea of how to distribute a vaccine because you can see, like, which ones work, which ones don't work. You can adjust. You can tweak. A lot of times, it's just a clusterfuck. And for situations like this, when you don't have, like, one central authority telling you what to do, sometimes it makes things worse. Some people would argue better. I'm going to take the stance of it makes things a little bit harder. Um, furthermore, if you dig down into the state level and look at, like, the county level, the counties are doing things different than the state's even doing it. So it's like a mini federal state thing, right? Mm-hmm. So Los Angeles, or excuse me, California decided to give a contract to uh, a, a big uh, network of, of medical insurance and, and providers the distribution rights to the COVID vaccine. They were going to track all of California. They were going to help throughout the entire state. And basically, they, they, they won the contract to do that, for private industry to do it, not the government. Now, Los Angeles has been distributing the vaccine for a while. And... They didn't really want to do what the Fed, what what the state was asking them to do. So currently, if you live in LA, there's two different rule books you can go by for getting a vaccine. There's the California rule book or the Los Angeles rule book, and the Los Angeles rule book is looser. So last week, what ended up happening is they said um, they they opened up the vaccine to anyone who is above the age of 18 and has a medical condition that is complicated by COVID. Mm-hmm. And because of privacy laws that, that exist here, you mm-hmm. can't ask exactly what that, I can see you smiling. You cannot ask exactly <laughs> what that medical condition is. All you got to do is you have to bring in a paper 
like 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 a standard paper that has a bunch of check boxes on. You just have to check the one saying I self attest that I have a medical condition that is complicated by COVID nineteen. Um, and then you have to have proof of residency for Los Angeles, which I do because I live in Los Angeles. So I was able to book an appointment literally for 12 hours later. Like the next morning, I was able to go to a site. The Los Angeles Fire Department administered dose one of Moderna to me. I got a card. It's right here. I got one. It's real. Um, and all I did was I self-attest that I have a, a, compli- a, a complication with COVID. Mm-hmm. Now... As 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 we might be as, as we might be leading to here, this is where uh, the gray area exists because what what morally gray area could exist, Joey? I did not lie. I did not lie mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. this form. Mm-hmm. I have clinically diagnosed asthma, mm-hmm. and I feel like asthma is a disease that exists on a very broad spectrum, from. Yeah. I need an inhaler maybe to help me run or my lungs aren't that great, but most of the time they function okay. Or, you know, I struggle to breathe all day, every day. Right? Like there, there's a big mm-hmm. spectrum to, to, to asthma as a disease. To, to Like they, there is also the, I once had um, sports related asthma once <laughs> and then I never had to go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a real thing. thing. And so I have an inhaler. I have not used it in two years because I have not needed it. Mm -hmm. Also, you can see by my BMI, probably because I haven't been working out enough. They might be related. That's fine. Um... I I used the fact that I technically have asthma to justify myself getting a vaccine. Because no one was checking up on me. I didn't need a doctor's note. And I think I ultimately did it because I didn't feel morally bankrupt by it. However, in telling people that I did that, I have gotten an array of reactions from, oh, why do you feel bad at all? I thought you didn't have morals, Joey. To, you probably killed someone's grandma because you took a vaccine that they Oh, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I, I think, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. Just, just the, the array of responses that, that I've gotten to, to choosing to self-attest to get the vaccine. And ultimately I don't feel very bad about it because I really don't think I lied because I really actually have been worried for a year about getting COVID because I don't know what it would do to my lungs. That being said, I am pretty confident that if I did get COVID, I wouldn't have died from it. But who am I to really know that? Until I'm like, I, I don't know that for sure. Mm. Mm. Sounds to me like, Joey, not only are you a shitty person, but you don't feel bad for being a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you convict someone from a jury with. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I would not feel bad. I, I also got a, a vaccine under, I would say, similar circumstances where I I don't really think it would affect me that much, but it's possible. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 
I don't think you really should feel bad. Uh, I think the biggest problem, like the, the uh, we are very rapidly over the next month going to go from, <clears throat> well, just two weeks ago, right? Of going from only people above 65 to holy shit, people just make an appointment and get a fucking vaccine. It's just get it. Uh, over the course of like two months, we're, we're going to go from, from one, one situation to the other. So, uh, I don't think you should feel that bad, um, mostly because that I think they just need people to, to, I mean, of course it's always, it's always important to check yourself, uh, to make sure you don't wreck yourself, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I, I think you should, should be fine. Let's put it this way. Um, you ha you have a legitimate reason go in there and ask for it mm -hmm. um and asthma is something that may or may not be in your control in any way what about people who get the vaccine because they are morbidly obese and not for any sort of like medical reason uh because of any sort of disability that they did just bad bad discipline not taking care of themselves they become morbidly obese they are much more likely to need the vaccine to stay alive. And so therefore, they are actually able to get the vaccine ahead of other people. Something about that, you know, like, I feel like your situation is better than that situation. Does my, that make sense? Uh, my uh, dad looked into getting the vaccine for that exact reason. He's like, mm -hmm. well... Technically, I qualify because my BMI classifies me as obese, me, me being my father. I'm speaking for him. So he's mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I should get it because, like, I mean, he, he wants to get it. And this is, like, a reason for him to, like, feel a green light to go get it. But at the same time, yeah. he feels like, well, I mean, maybe I might have borderline diabetes, so it makes sense. But, like, that's my weight. But, like, I put myself in this own, my own predicament here. Uh, so he was, he like had a weird reckoning, almost like you were talking about because he was self-aware about like, do I deserve this because I'm fat? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, like, at least he's, he's aware of that. There are a lot of people who wouldn't even be aware of that entire, you know, like, oh, hey, I did this to myself and potentially that like could keep other people out. But again, I think specifically, uh, maybe for some of our international audience, they will be a little bit more harsher with you. Uh, but specifically for Ameri uh, America, we are pumping out vaccines very, very quickly. And we're, again, the vaccine doesn't like, you can't just uh, take it out of the refrigerator and then put it back in if you don't, you know, mm -hmm. don't use all of it, just put it back in. Like, that's not how it works, right? So more than anything, uh, I think we're i think we're very close to a point where people just need to sign up and and i it's not like the the government doesn't like recognize that people may lie i'm sure there are tons and tons of people who have lied about uh and they don't have a medical condition at all not even a small one that they can you know they don't have time to check properly yeah if you think yeah. about the amount of people that they actually have to vaccinate big picture, no one has mm -hmm. time for all those doctor's notes. Yeah. And um, they got to get people in as soon as possible. Uh, you know, you pull out 25 vaccines, you got to use those 25 in a day. So I don't think you did any harm. I, uh, I, I had don't a pretty think positive experience. At all. 
getting it. Uh, oh yeah. I, I I drove to a site. It was a community college uh, where they just had it all set up in the parking lot. Uh, came at my appointment time. Parked my car. Uh, there wasn't a ton of people there. Got in line. Showed in my papers. Got my shot. Five minutes later, sat in my car for fifteen minutes to make sure I didn't have some kind of reaction, like they made everyone do. Then drove mm-hmm. off, and that was it. Um, I did not have a bad reaction to it. Uh, I I know that uh-huh. I have a lot of friends who who have had uh, some like adverse side effects. The first night that I took it. I was pretty tired and I slept about 12 or 13 hours. I, I, I was pretty tired. So that was probably okay. abnormal. And then I woke up and uh, I have never had my arm be so sore from a shot before. <laughs> I've gotten a lot yeah. of shots. I've got a lot of vaccinations, right? Yeah. Like I have never had a problem where my, my whole arm is just fucking sore it was like the ass shot one right yeah it's like it was that we talked about that last time it's like that level of sore yeah Yeah. dude it was it was really sore so my recommendation for anyone who is uh going to be getting a covid vaccine soon especially if you're getting moderna um don't make the same mistake i did which was to get it in my dominant arm Mm. because uh yeah i sleep on that shoulder that sucked. I couldn't couldn't sleep on it. It was just sore and achy and hard to work and use my mouse. Um, I, yeah, I, like, no, normally I get it on my dominant arm for these sort of things because I'm like, oh, I'm going to use my dominant arm more. So like as long as you're moving around, the less sore it's going to be. But this one, it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's going to be really sore no matter how much you you know move it around and stuff. Dude, I, I, I've never had a vaccine make me that sore. Ever. Um, so I, I have an appointment for, uh, for my next one in like three weeks now. And I'm, and I'm uh, kind of excited about it. I feel like I'm a couple weeks away from, uh, you know, actually having the effects of it. So all I gotta do is hang out for a little bit and then I'm going to like start to like, maybe I will not feel weird if I want to go eat at a restaurant. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll do that again for the first time. The uh, so my mom and my grandma, so they say the second one is worse, and my mom and or my grandma can attest to that. Um, my mom gets hers this next coming up weekend, I think. Uh, or maybe she just got it yesterday and she actually got a caller. Uh, but uh, <laughs> call your mom, everybody. Yeah, so uh, so they say the second one is worse for uh, when it comes to the sickness and the feeling they get and everything like that. Uh, Charlie had no, uh, absolutely no that response fucker. whatsoever to the, the first asshole. one. Yeah. He was, he was like, yeah, the first one's easy. Uh, so what I'm guessing is the symptoms that I got for the Johnson and Johnson one is what you'll be getting for the second one or something close to it, you know? So yeah, look forward to that in three weeks. Yeah. I, I imagine that, uh, I, I'm curious, big picture, once we get more away from this and we have more data on it, how many people are going to be dodging second shots because they had such an unpleasant experience with the first one? 
because mm. I'm super excited to get the second one, but now I know that like it's not going to be a super fun time and I should probably plan around like hey, you know, my arm really going to suck for 48 hours. My body might not be happy. I should probably like do it on a weekend or or plan to like not have to work that day. Um, yeah, or pe- people are like, ah, well, the first one it probably protects me enough, you know, or something like that. They they just justify it in their head somehow that uh, they don't need to go back because it's inconvenient or something. Yeah, you know, that's actually a big downside of the two shot one. I never thought of that. Yeah, people really not not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you have to do it, um, and you know this feels relevant now more than ever with the news of the last week and a way that we can actually tie this to dota can you believe Mm -hmm. how many people actually aren't able to go to the major right now oh gracious um yeah that's uh that's something else i was uh i i cannot believe (laughs) the number of people who ended up um getting covid right before the major pretty fucking wild i i i will not outright say irresponsible because i don't know what they were doing for example the navi one i heard the navi one that one was kind of weird uh so apparently those players went out uh for aloha dances party or something like that but um some people don't think these is all fucking reddit rumors and shit uh, people don't seem to think that they got it from going out that night because nobody else from the group was sick, got sick. Uh, and people seem to think it was some sort of potentially um, not the Navi like media obligations, possibly or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. And then and then MSS. I mean, I know MSS goes to the gym and stuff, so. I'm not sure. I I, to, I heard uh, to say or feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I the the red rumor I read is that you know MSS lives in a crowded apartment, so you mm. know, there, there's a lot of possible contact tracing to potentially go on, right? But I I just can't imagine, and I know that the Dota community is worldwide and people probably have varying different degrees on COVID no matter what you think about them. But it's just hard to imagine that, hey, you are going to go to the major. You know damn well all the paperwork you have to do to get into Singapore. You know the quarantine situation. You know how special this is, if nothing else. This is the first Dota land that's going to happen in over a year. And the fact that anyone might not be taking that seriously by being careless just feels like a like an odd level of disappointing and the fact that it's multiple people on multiple teams in multiple regions i think there was reports that that um neon esports also has to re- replace a player i think um yes yes they did so like you know one person you can just look at and be like ah oh, well that's a mistake but but three, four people, like, ah, oh, come on, everybody, like, you could have just, could have just played some more scrims for a week. Let, let me just say, if if I was a manager of a team and I had any control over my team whatsoever, like if they were in one centralized area, here's what I would have done. 
I would have had them get tested two weeks beforehand. So that way, if they, if anybody does end up having it, I believe you have to quarantine for two weeks or something like that mm -hmm. before you can go anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they did happen to have it and they just didn't know, right. Okay. We can get that two weeks out of the way and still potentially go to the major. I don't know, like whether or not Singapore or Valve would be cool with that, but like, that's the standard I've heard. You get it two weeks. You should be good. Right. And then I would have had them still get their PCR test before the flight and everything. Right. That, that, that would have been what I would have done. I don't know if it actually makes sense, but that is immediately the game plan I would have thought of. And I would have said for the next two weeks, you are quarantined. Do not go anywhere. Right. Because the thing is, is like, this is a life changing event potentially. Right? It's a life-changing amount of money if you actually place very high. You know, you place in the top three, especially top one or two, it is actually kind of a life-changing amount of money. But getting to TI is where the real life-changing amount of money comes from. And this could be your ticket to TI. You don't know what the rest of the year is going to be happening. So, like, I, I don't know, man. Like... Oh, fucking if also, i had a chance like this i would have been fucking shut down locked out like i would have made sure remember when i was like like uh like i remember when i was talking about going to omega league yeah and being like the biggest thing i'm nervous about is like potentially catching it and then not being able to go and lose out on the money i would have made there right and that amount of money that i got from that compared to what you can win winning the major or going to TI and placing well is so fucking small. It's such a small amount of money compared to what, what they're dealing with. Like, holy shit, man. It also just feels selfish, right? Because it's at the end of the day, it's not just you. It's you, yeah. your four teammates, a manager, maybe some support staff, maybe a coach, right? Depending on what your situation is. Like, at, mm -hmm. at the least, it's you plus four more people. Probably you plus five more people. Everyone has, like, a coach or a manager or something, right? Like... Mm -hmm. And now, like I, I, I saw, I saw Jack talking about it a little bit on Reddit, like just uh, or maybe on Twitter, like the scramble of trying to find someone to replace someone with this mm -hmm. short notice. Mm -hmm. That has to be crazy stressful. Not just from the logistics of like, well, we need someone to fill this role on the team so we can literally play because we need five people to play, but like, how do you get someone to even get close to that same competitive integrity that you've had for the last two, three, four, five plus months now? You don't. I've also heard you cannot use an upper division player. I'm not sure if I have, uh, I can't, I don't know if that's 100% um, given the medical nature of all this, if there's potentially wiggle room. Uh, I can't think of like ILTW was not on a team. I don't know what team Rappy was on before he got called up for Neon Esports, but I had heard um, standards could not be in the upper division. So you're automatically looking at a lower tier player, most likely. Uh, fortunately, there are some players out there um, who are just, for whatever reason, not in the DPC and very good. Samael is going to be the one that I'm expecting for Quincy Crew, much like ILTW was kind of expected for um, Virtus Pro. Um, who did Navi end up getting? Navi ended up getting their uh, their coach Mag and Ramses. 
um, who wasn't playing in the DPC, correct? I believe that's correct because he did not have a home after. Uh, they they built that stack with Sumail that didn't really work. Yeah, Rappy, I think, was on the bench for Neon. Yeah, I think he he was on he was um on Neon, just not uh he was inactive. I think. Otherwise I don't I don't see a team for him. So yeah, like that that checks out. None of those are upper division players as far as I can tell. So Yeah. Man, uh, this also uh, ex, uh, 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 there's a word that I want that's just really it's just floating off of my brain. I know when you miss a word, you're actually supposed to use a different one and not acknowledge the fact that your brain stopped working. It's generally bad broadcasting practice uh, because it's uncomfortable and it makes no sense. It really draws things out. But um, I keep on wanting to say expedite, but that's not the fucking word. Um, it's, it's, it's compounding... The uh, the stuff that we talked about last week, that now there's these teams that are, like, seated in the group stage that look even uh, more broken than they might have yes. before. Yes. And I'm I'm really going to be back in whatever horse comes out of that wild card for real now. Yes, because uh, three of the teams are group stage teams that all have a stand-in. And then the other team is Virtus Pro, who had to replace Nightfall because he was also sick, but not COVID-related, it seems like. Um, and they replaced him with ILTW, and that's a playoff team. So, you know, the you're <laughs> for, for whatever reason, none of the wild card teams ended up with this. So, yeah. Also... They, uh, wild card uh... teams, man. When, when when I when I started thinking about this and and really all these reports started coming in over the last week and then when they trickled in because flights have to start happening, um, I, I, I it, it was hard for me to not look at it through the lens that I have working and knowing and understanding uh the the Team Liquid machine. Mm-hmm. And comparing that and what we do for our players, not just in Dota but in other leagues and tournaments versus what I can only assume is going on at like a player run organization where they don't have like, you know, the support structure or someone to report into or someone to to like help them with COVID or say like, Hey guys, don't be a fucking idiot. Right. Like I feel like it's easier when you got all these teams where, yeah, you know, Quincy crew has Jack and yeah, we probably shouldn't try to lie on MSS who knows what his actual situation is. But I just feel like, you know, this is almost a knock on effect of not having serious organizations handling COVID protocol and instead having all these teams that are ultimately just five stacks of people who may or may not have varying degrees of caring about the situation. Yeah. Cause uh, ultimately you like people are just naturally don't think that these sort of things will happen to them. But when you are in charge of other people, you are more willing to accept that responsibility because it, it it can't happen to you, but it can happen to somebody else. You're in charge of that somebody else, you know? So you make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, about half the teams, uh, if not potentially more, are either unsponsored teams or when it comes to the organization, might as well be. Maybe they have a manager, but like, is the manager really in charge of the team or is he the guy who books flights and gets them food and drinks 
you know, is he is he really the boss or is he an employee? You know, um, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, when it comes to the the high tier orgs, obviously, it's just a different power dynamic. So, <sighs> yeah, yeah, messy stuff. It's uh, definitely puts a bit of a, a downer because uh, I was writing the uh, the hype real stuff for this um, this major and uh, some of the teams I was talking about like Quincy Crew. It's just like you know, it's a whole lot less interesting um, to like hype them up when you know there's something that's already holding them back. So yeah, it's. I can only imagine the behind the scenes uh, stress and scrambling too of trying to not just on the team side, but now like looking at PGL, who's got to be like, well, we still got to run an event. <laughs> yeah. Still got to run an event, which does mean that you need to be able to, in some way, because it's a very short amount of time, expedite the stand ins and stuff. Yeah. Uh, still get teams there and time for them to be able to play. There's probably new paperwork they have to get for these new people who are coming to Singapore that they weren't planning for. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. It's, uh... Oof! Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, if I was a if I was a, a player and one of my teammates got sick, I'd be like, you know, hey, wish the best for you. Hope you get better. In two weeks, I'm going to fucking grill your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Please get better. Drink a lot of water. You know, stay safe. Let me know if you need anything. We have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not killing your own chance. You're killing fucking four other people, plus your manager or and or coach who's put on a lot of time and effort into this. For a uh, a major that is worth... Price pool of five hundred thousand dollars. So you get uh, you get first place that is uh, forty grand for each individual. A little less, obviously, a lot less with taxes, but a little bit shaved off of the cut. That if they have a coach, probably takes anywhere from two point five to five percent, uh, maybe more if you're a really important coach. I, I wonder what somebody like Zhao 8 gets for their percentage. I wonder if he gets like a full player cut. I, I feel like some of the Chinese coaches probably get close to a full player cut. Um, have you have you done your uh, pre-wild card research? Do you have like a favorite Chinese team walking into this week? Um, I haven't really, really done like a ton of research um, when it comes to this sort of thing. And to be honest, I don't think there's a whole lot of research you can do about this. It's more about just your gut feel of, of who, what region looks good. Who do you think will stand up under the pressure? You know, again, like I don't think um, AS Monaco Gambit or T1 are likely to be in the top two. I think it's mostly a race between PSG LGD, Liquid, Nigma, and Vici Gaming. Um, and it's, you know, who's going to show up? You, you've gonna, you're going to get like, there's been two weeks basically of not seeing these teams, if not more, when it comes to your, the uh, 
teams uh, that are not Chinese and of not seeing them, of them playing scrims, of them playing officials and that whole stressful thing that goes on there. Who's sleeping well, who's, who's, you know, all, all there's so many factors come into when it comes to a player's performance that uh, I think it's near impossible to be able to uh, confidently say who's going to be moving on. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think Liquid LGD. Those are my two bets. Well, now I can't say the same thing because that's going to be boring. You got to, like, isn't that the whole thing is that when you're on the desk and you're like, you know, you got to, you can't just all say the same thing that it's boring, right? So I got to be like, uh... Uh, 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 LGD and Vici, both Chinese teams. I think Nigma's gonna mm. gonna blow chunks. Yeah, that's not actually Nygma's very. That's one, not right? very team friendly of me, Aiden. Uh, I think Liquid is going to uh, advance first place in the group. Love you, Will. Yeah, I uh, I'm not that confident about Liquid, but it's I, tough I competition. Am... I'm going to put them over Nigma mostly because um, Nigma seems to be TI performers. Um, and I don't know what their motivation is like. Um, they just got second, but it's been a very long time since TI. Right. I, I don't know how much you really still keeping your motivation up um, for this long. Right. They were supposed to be the first to get the two time. And then that that got broken by OG. Someone else achieved your dream. Like, how motivated are you going to be, you know, to keep that going? And I, I think we've seen Nygma hasn't, like, they have not been the best. I uh, think so. the team that we're going to see do well in the mm -hmm. tournament, overall, not just the wild card, are going to be the teams that can handle the quarantine situation the best. I think that there is a big knock-on effect to whoever can properly handle the mental game of, we're not really at an event, we're just all in hotel rooms, and we're not really seeing each other, and we gotta keep some discipline, and we can't go crazy. I think that that's yeah. gonna be hard for a lot of people. Who can perform with less scrim time, less practice. Right, because they have uh, limited computers, so they have to cycle in teams in order to get their practice time. And um, and then some of the teams are arriving there with like 24 hours to be able to, to scrim a bit before the games start. So uh, that is definitely a, a very big factor for sure. Uh, but that obviously requires knowing very intimate knowledge of the teams. Like Liquid, I know Liquid is a team that needs to to be able to like really be on top of their game and scrimming and following their procedure that they do in order to be good, because their 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 ceiling is very high, but their floor is, is a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Whereas Secret, Secret will show up, fucking. There's a five percent difference between Secret, the fucking death machine that rolls over everybody. And Secret, who's like, fuck me, I've won everything. Uh, I'd show up to another tournament, I guess. You know, like, the, the difference in their play, it doesn't go down that much. So, like, Secret's definitely one of the favorites for sure, just because of their consistency. 
They they fucking won every tournament under the sun. Nobody could fucking challenge them. And only at the very end was there a little bit of light where teams could actually start picking on them a bit. Just a bit, you know? Team like, Liquid ESL they, won Germany uh, 2020 champions, everybody. Yes, yes, they did. And that was one of the few times that uh, Secret fucking dipped out. Um, can I can I take the stick shift and throw it hard into a different gear real quick be, be, before yeah. we, we wrap this bad boy up to talk about something else that is mildly topical and something else that both of our voices are in? Uh-huh. The Slacks-driven community tutorial project has officially launched a V1 before the anime comes out. They got a, they got it a couple days ahead of time. There was like a mad dash to get this motherfucker out on the community marketplace. And now it is a thing that people are seeing and talking about and experiencing. And you're an NPC, I'm pretty sure. Am I? Are you? I don't know. I gave Slacks a voice line, but you're I think an NPC. It was supposed to be a double damage rune or something, but I don't. I haven't checked it out. I believe you're an Ursa getting a double damage rune. Oh, cool. And I am in there as <laughs> the <laughs> the voice of Artota too. <laughs> Please <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> nice, nice. Um. What did you say? Was it supposed to be encouraging people to check out resources outside of the game, such as Reddit? Yeah. Uh, w w once you finish the 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 actual tutorial, there's like almost like um like like a college fair or like you, you know how like like uh like a like a like a table fair where all the clubs come out and it's like oh hey join the join the rowing club oh hey join join the esports club. They basically have all of these NPCs at tables in in an area in the base. And it's like, hey, I'm from HowDoIPlay.com. Hey, I'm from Dota Buff. Hey, I'm from R Dota 2. To kind of, hey, I'm Suns fan, you know. To I'm BSJ, watch my stream. To give people uh, direction for community resources. So, so Jake asked me to, uh, send in a, a, a VO line for, uh, Reddit to like say what we are. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, do you think you, you gave the pitch well for our Dota 2? Because I can't, that pitch is, uh, a bit difficult if you know the realities of our Dota 2. I think that I did a very good diplomatic job with it. Huh. You know? I think I got across the main point that we are the primary English language online community for the game. And that's ultimately, like, the biggest marquee thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full um, of a bunch of elitists who are going to shit all over you. I tried to make it sound more fun than that. Maybe it's false accusation. Are you into scat? Is that how you did it? <laughs> Do you like bondage? Well, I got a website for you because you're going to get tied up and gagged. Um, 
something something interesting that uh, I didn't foresee as a problem and only heard about on release today is that I didn't know that in order to play custom games, mm-hmm. you have to play 30 games of Dota. Yeah, 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 yeah. This feels like a giant problem for the project. Yeah. That's a problem. Uh, yeah, I, I, I completely uh, experienced this uh, somewhat recently. Uh, I was toying with trying to get myself a, a new account. Uh, I was using that account, uh, trying to play a custom game, found out you can't even play custom games uh, because that is how they prevent all the bot lobbies that was happening. Uh, that is just one way that they try and prevent that is so you have to actually play Dota sometimes in order to have access to custom games. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh. you can't, I can't just go be like, hey, um, John, I, there's this cool new Dota resource. And, you know, maybe you can add, there's actually some type of a tutorial. I know that you've talked about wanting to play Dota a little bit. Maybe you should check this out. Oh, cool. How do I do it? Well, after you make your Dota account, you have to play 30 games and then you can do it. Yeah. Come back and uh, you can go ahead and check out the tutorial. You know, that is actually, you know what that is? That is actually perfect for Dota. You're fucking gatekeeped out of the goddamn tutorial unless you have played over 30 hours of fucking Dota. You're, you don't even qualify for starting to learn the game until you've stayed up one full fucking day, 24 hours plus of just playing Dota nonstop. And then maybe we'll let you into the tutorial where you can start learning some things about Dota too. That's how fucking elitist gatekeeping we are. It, it, it really, it really hurts. Surely people knew about this beforehand. Is, is, is my only thought. Um, I ignorant community man just realizing as people are pointing out is like, oh man, that feels just like a bad idea because, yeah. oh man, like, yeah. That's why it would be a lot better if, um, if, if Valve had done anything with the new player experience, but, uh, they, uh, seemingly did not do anything for the longest time, but, um, Hey, on, on the upside, Patch is coming soon. You know what happens with the patch, right? Uh, it ruins custom games. <laughs> that's also gonna. That's also gonna hurt the, the the thing that they just made. Fuck, you're right, dude. I I really want to be supportive of Slacks. I really want to be supportive of everyone who worked really hard on this. I was really happy to like help in any way possible. It's hard to just not look at it like a miss, though. For no fart of their own. For, for no fart. For no fault of their own. It, it's hard to not it's look at it. Fart in the wind. It's hard to not look at it as a miss, which is so disappointing. And I can only sit here hoping, begging, pleading that the new player experience is something that is tied to the release of the anime. 
which is yeah, now I mean, this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would expect somebody at Valve, there will be a Reddit thread at some point in time because community loves slacks and community supports this initiative. At some point in time, the community will put up a big Reddit thread saying, hey, Valve, people can't even play our goddamn community-made tutorial that we did because you weren't doing anything. They can't even get access to it unless they've played 30 games of Dota. Like, please fix this. As soon as Valve gets notice of that, they would be total psychos not to do something. About it, right? So I, I I have faith that, you know, that, that'll get fixed. No problem. It's just going to take complaining. That doesn't happen unless a lot of people get angry about it. Yeah. Which is the whole, I mean, how many times have I mean, we had Val, that conversation? Valve doesn't have a community person, right? So, you know, you have to have things that go very high up in Reddit for one of the few Valve employees to be like, ah, shit, I can, okay, I can take part of my day to work on that. You know? Because they, they got other shit to do. Well, I hope the other shit to do is a lot of stuff this week. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously excited i dare i say i have tepid excitement for, for the anime or for the patch for everything i i think i so this week you know we said at the top this week anime this week patch hopefully mm-hmm. big patch new player experience bug fixes spring cleaning new interface i don't know big patch and also wild cards and major starting Three big things. Yes. I, I, I have faith. Like, I am excited for this upcoming thing. Not necessarily because I'm excited at the anime. I don't really know if that's going to go well or not. Not necessarily uh, for the major. Not necessarily for the patch itself. Like, because it's not going to include any gameplay changes or anything, right? Obviously, the major is going to be happening. It's just going to be... Here's some content stuff. Here's some, this is the anime's out. Woo, check that out. Uh, but whatever comes alongside of that, I have faith that Valve will do a good job and put together a good product. The reason I have faith in this is because the anime is coming out. Not because it's a good opportunity to get players into the game, but because the world has turned their eyes on dota and they'll say what is this what's going on here and uh from my experience that that valve uh protects that reputation very well you know the world is going to be looking at this and valve's going to make sure it's shiny and looks good and all that sort of thing so yeah uh yeah it's a it's it is probably selfish but also true and just good motivation to make sure that you don't have egg on your face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, again, I don't even think this will actually bring that many people to Dota. <laughs> but it'll bring some. Hmm? Non-zero. That's that's the line I'm going with. It's going to bring a non-zero yes. number of people to Dota. Which means yes. as long as there's one, I'm correct. And all I want to do is be right. Um, uh be, be before we head out i did i i, I don't want to follow or let anyone uh, astray who uh, remembers that however long ago i said i did three adult things this week um 
Okay. Because someone might be going, man, I really want to find out what the other things Joey died. I, Number fucking, one was a vaccine. I'm, I'm fucking My God. dying. He he got a shot in his arm, and his arm was sore. Um, number two, number two. Mm-hmm. I promise it's not exciting. I found my taxes. I found my taxes cap. I'm actually pretty happy that I found my taxes because I because hey, I. Hey, good, good job. Not only not only did I get that stimmy, I got that refund. So like, let's uh fucking let's wow. go Vegas, buddy. Let's fucking go party now. We're inoculated. We can go. We can go. I jail. never get a refund. That's that's because you're an independent contractor and you actually don't probably yeah. pay taxes throughout the year, so right? You, yeah, you probably. Yeah, but I, I, I yeah. got a refund this year for the first season. Tax season is uh, is is fucking kill me. Yeah. Let me write a big old check to the government. Yeah. Have you ever thought about after that? after I lie a bunch don't to think... minimize the amount of taxes that I'm giving in the first place? They might, they might watch the podcast, Cap. I'm I'm joking. That's the... a joke. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, hold on, hold on. on. You're fucking, you fucking big old kidder. You, you fucking, got you. you got me. I got you. you. Got Nobody me. You does never, that. Like, you would fucking, never, I would do never that? do that. You would never. Well, do you that. wouldn't do that. Would our president do that? No. No, no, so no like, one. No one would ever. No one would do that. No oh, one listening yeah. to this has ever been dishonest on their own taxes. That's, yeah. Think of when you when when they made the seven deadly sins. The eighth implied one is lying to the IRS. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like you know and no one no one breaks those rules either um yeah. third thing third thing um have you gotten your real id uh real id is the upgraded driver's license thing right yeah the one that you need to fly if you don't have your passport um i don't think so but i have my passport so I never really put any effort into it. I'm I'm in a similar boat. So I I my passport's good for a few more years. I need to renew it eventually. But I also mm-hmm. would like to get a real ID just so I get that out of the way. So I could fly without carrying my passport around if I'm just flying domestic because America's dumb. And uh, thanks thanks new laws. And uh, I also need to help my grandparents get their real id so i figured a good test case would just be me doing it myself to figure out how it works now because i know that especially in california so many people have had complications doing it because you can't do it without actually going to the dmv so i this is all the paperwork that i had to find and submit online you have to do your whole application online so it gets approved before you walk into the dmv and then you have to show the same papers you showed online to a human in person and then they finally approve you right so first online with photocopies and then in person every so the stuff that i had to show them my passport uh my original social security card which also, by the way, is wild that it's literally just like a shitty piece of paper. Um, yes, that is insane. It's actually crazy. It's not even plastic in America, for anyone who doesn't know. Social security cards are literally a piece of paper. Um, and it's small. It's smaller than a business card. Yeah, very easy to lose track of. The title of my automobile, like like my pink slip for my car, and, okay. um, and a pay stub with my social security number on it unedited with like full pay and address so four All right, well i can't do it then <laughs> four different documents yeah well like it's probably hard for does your passport like tied to washington uh yes it is 
Yeah. So my passport and all these documents are actually tied to my parents' house. So I had to figure out how to get all these documents that say that I live in a place I don't actually live in order to do it. But I did it, uh, and I didn't even use Photoshop. Um, seriously. <laughs> I would never do that. It's like lying Definitely to the IRS. Lying to the government as well? Yeah, like I would do that. So I know that the DMV... Wait, is this a... Wait, did all of your adult things involve lying? No! <laughs> Either way. Lying Austin, to the IRS, no. lying to the health department, no. lying to the government. I All have right. asthma, and I filed my taxes legally, <laughs> and I found paperwork that says I still live at my parents' house. Everything's fine. I did not – you are making – you're really painting a picture here that I do not consent to. Um, <laughs> Adulting. <laughs> I went to the DMV, and uh, I know that the DMV is kind of a meme for a lot of people. I don't know how it is in states that aren't California, but generally in Los Angeles, DMV is a meme. It's it's a clusterfuck, right? Um, the one by me isn't that bad. It's generally low traffic. I didn't expect any problems. I get there. It's Friday. I got my COVID vaccine. I'm feeling good. Um, I, I'm standing in line. I get there at like 3 p.m. The DMV closes at 5. The line isn't that long. I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. At most, I got to wait two hours. You know what? That's no problem. I don't have an appointment. Whatever. I get there. I wait about 70, 80 minutes. I'm like, oh, man, the line isn't moving anymore. Why isn't the line moving anymore? I thought I'm supposed when you do it online, you're supposed to have an express slip so you get to go quicker, but they weren't taking express slips that day. And it's like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just wait. It's not a big deal. I'll listen to the podcast. I'll play some, play some Switch. Mm-hmm. dude comes out of the office after I've been waiting for almost an hour and a half and he's like hey everybody so um, the entire computer network for the entirety of California DMV's infrastructure just uh, stopped working actually um, we can't log on to the computers at all and I'm like well that sucks I just wasted like 90 minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back oh well and I'm like oh that's a bummer. I'll thank you. I'm sorry. I'll be back later. I walk off. I'm headed back to my car. I'm thinking about what I'm going to get for dinner. It's Friday night. And then I turn around to see seven different people now crowding in a circle around this man berating him. It's time for a fucking riot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, should I help him? This looks not safe. Like, not only is this weird because it's COVID and these people are not socially distanced anymore. Like, the these people were so irate. Just just seething mad. Just just yelling. People were yelling that they couldn't get in and they had to come back later. And I just couldn't help but look at that and be feeling almost happy because I'm like, well, I think I'm pretty well adjusted because <laughs> I'm not any of these people. And I was so embarrassed for them and like, like secondhand embarrassed to be a human. And I don't know their life story. I don't know why they were freaking out, but they were so livid, dude. 
Oh it yeah. Was... No, I I totally knew where the story was going. As soon as soon as, soon as you said that, I was like, oh, they're the people are gonna be yelling. And then you started it. talking about walking away, and I was like, wait, where was the yelling? There's gonna be a bunch of angry people yelling at this guy. I don't get it. And then you turned around, and I was like, ah, there's the yelling. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I tr- I really don't get it. What age would you say they were? They were all older than me. I think. Yeah. The youngest person might have been around my age in like a late 20s. But everybody was over 30. And I would say at least three of them were over 50. Men, women, a, a, a Crayola pack of races. Like... This was not profiled to a certain anything aside from just angry people. And I don't know how people get that angry. I cannot tell you the last time I've got that upset about literally anything. And maybe that's just because I got some other privilege, right? But, like, it's wild to me how angry they were. Yep. (laughs) That's what people do. I, I don't know. And we've, uh, I mean, I think we talked about this before. Our, our generation does have a tendency to be um, a lot more forgiving when it comes to that stuff. We seem to, I think, we seem to treat employees like people. <laughs> and I have to I wonder if, like, some of it is, um, I think some of it's probably internet culture. Some of it's probably uh, the whole Karen thing that, that's going around but like we have just been seeing so many videos and such or maybe experience yourself maybe it's your mom or your grandma or your your dad or your uncle or something that you're just like ah they they get something goes wrong they yell at an employee and you're just like oh my god i'm so embarrassed right now <laughs> that now they, then you grow up and you're like i don't want to be that person <laughs> Yeah, never. You don't want to be that. So if I have two takeaways to preach about from this, what we started out calling a filler episode of the podcast, two takeaways. One, don't yell at people who are doing their job at the DMV or anywhere. Don't be that person. Two, if you have not gotten your COVID vaccine, one, highly recommend. Second, uh, don't put in your dominant arm. Don't put in your dominant arm. And three, feel free to lie about it. <laughs> no, that's not the message we're giving people. I Cut the line. Cut the line. Jesus. You're going to have the fucking the IRS and, and, and HIPAA on your ass. Good. They could all come to my apartment. I dare them. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, anything I got going on? Uh, so uh, I'm going to be a part of this project. I haven't signed the contract, so I'm kind of dropping this a little bit early, but, um, I'm going to be joining this project called esports.gg. <laughs> That's what I got going on. Bless you. I'm g- Thank you. I'm going to be the, uh, sorry if that was loud. I'm going to be the, uh, the face of Dota for esports. I'm going to be doing content for them. As if you're not already. As if I'm not already. That's true. That's true. I mean, that is why they contacted me. They said, you, you're the face of Dota. After Slack said, no, 
and we didn't know who else to contact. <laughs> and I got, I got you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be creating some content uh, for that site uh, about Dota. Uh, I don't know how in-depth or interesting it'll be, but uh, you can check that out. The website is already up. So you could look at that. My face will be on there soon, as soon as the lawyers are done going back and forth over the contract. So actually, you, would you believe me, Joey? This is the first time in my career in esports that I, myself, have gotten a lawyer to go over a contract and amend it. I think that's generally a good practice if it's important enough and money is involved and it's justifiable. Yeah. I, mean, I, I've I, gone I believe over, that that's I, the I, 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 I've, Let's just say I've gone over a lot of contracts that did have a lot of money involved and never gotten a lawyer. I'm wildly irresponsible. But that tells me because his talent, you actually hold uh, a good amount of power. Because uh, the community is is on your side, right? So you can turn the community against a tournament organizer if they wrong you in some way. That is the power that we wield. People don't like tournament organizers because they're faceless, soulless corporations just out to consume their money. I don't follow me. I'm a personable talent member. I'm your best friend. You would you would want to help your best friend if they're getting screwed over, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's been an experience that uh, people always tell you that you should do, and uh, I encourage people to do as well. But I've never done it myself until now. It's annoying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to, and I'm just because uh, there's. Because there's a lot of things in contracts that are dumb and should not be in the contract. And that's why it needs to be amended. And it takes time to get it amended. And it's a back and forth. And I just want to be like, you know, I just want somebody to tell me, I'll pay you or give you something if you give me this in return. And I say, okay, and we just do it. But, you know. I think that I have some general respect when people who I'm doing contract deals with, uh, go through lawyers it's definitely annoying but like i i there's like a level of respect that i have for someone who is willing to respect themselves enough to talk to a lawyer because it yeah, is, they're it smart. is savvy yeah i just you know i can't i can't think of the last contract that you know that i signed that i felt was that i needed a lawyer even if there was some bullshit in there you know i'd just be like all right i'm not doing that because again in the tournament organizer to talent ratio, like I have a lot more of the power. So it's just, you know, and hell fucking 70% of the time, I don't have a contract to begin with. Just a promise that they will give me money. So. Yeah. <sighs> yeah well, yeah, we'll yeah, have to yeah. plug, we'll plug the site. We'll, we'll share your content. I'm excited to see what, what you're making for them. Um, I'm excited to see what, what might pop up there over the major maybe. 
if stuff gets figured out yeah i mean i want to get some content out uh for the major obviously it's a really good time for that that is uh that's what's been going on with me and then uh the only other thing is today i played outriders have you seen that game it's a new square enix game it's got a demo on the steam store right now no is that the i think i actually saw that at, at the sony show or demo last week did there's someone who's moving really fast it looks like mass effect basically looks a lot like mass effect it's one of those space games uh yeah it's uh it's pretty good i I would recommend people check out the demo if you are have any interest in it because demo's free it's got a good amount of content you have to sign up with square enix but you know that's annoying but it is what it is i'll put that on my list uh I, I, I played a boomer game this week. I, I replayed Link to the Past. That, that was my game experience. Okay. Why? Out of curiosity. Like, wh- wh- why? Um, because I never actually properly played it or finished it as a child on the Super Nintendo. And I generally okay. like Zelda games. Uh, I, I generally like top-down Zelda games, and I think that it's just something that has never I like. I've never been able to fully check that off my backlog and like fully add that to like my my repertoire of like someone who very publicly claims to have played a lot and has a lot of knowledge about video games. I feel like it was it was a gap uh, that that I wanted to fill. None of that was. Because it's fun. I enjoy it. Oh, once I started <laughs> playing it, I continued playing it because it was a lot of fun and I super enjoyed it. Okay. I uh so so for whatever reason for me, I cannot ever go back to older games because um I feel like more often than not, they are just not as enjoyable as I kind of remembered them to be. It's accurate. I, I have a theory that games have gotten better over time as in like literally more fun not just graphics but like games have literally gotten more fun and so in going backwards i feel like more often than not you're playing for nostalgia value uh, rather than the actual fun value inside the game i think that's entirely accurate with weird outliers like i would argue that like you know super mario world on the on the snes is still better than most mario games um, okay. You know, I think that you can go play the original Dark Souls and still have that be your favorite Dark Souls game, and I think that that's a valid opinion. Obviously, that's a that's not twenty something years old. That's only ten something years old, right? Um, yeah. I, I think that you can probably go back and there, there there's like very few titles you can do that to, right? Like, you can probably go back and still, if you've never played Portal, have just as much magic playing Portal nowadays, mm-hmm. right? Um. But but no, by, by and large, I agree with you. And I think that it's interesting because I have been uh, I, I've been cataloging all of my game playing. Like I made like basically a letterbox, but for games. It's called backlog. Yes, much like you've done with TV. Yes. TV shows and movies. Yeah. 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 Uh and, and what I've I, learned that about you, Joey. You make lists. I, I do really like to make lists. That's what my gravestone <laughs> will just be a list and it'll be like, Well, you liked making them. Um the, the the thing about it is is uh I see these ratings that people give for these older games like Link to the Past, 
and they're always higher than I want to give them because I'm not playing them. I'm playing them in 2020, 2021. I'm not yeah. playing them with the nostalgia and thinking like, man, this is like one of my favorite games ever when I was a kid. And uh, I, I have to really think about like, you know, I'm analyzing it from a today perspective and not a childhood perspective. Which I think that we do in all media. Uh, not all media. I, I think that we do this a lot in, uh, in, in music, movies, uh, and, uh, and, and games the most. Books, mm. I think, are just generally timeless because of the medium. Television, I think people agree, has just objectively gotten better. And there's not a lot of things you can watch from 20 years ago that you can say is better than current TV. But people really want to say that like movies, like old movies are better than new movies. I don't generally agree with that. People want to say that about games. I generally don't agree with that with like few outliers. Um, so that's a lot. I feel like games especially that. just because um, the the game uh, genre, video games, is not as old as movies. Right, and I feel like we we learn certain lessons as uh, when it comes to these industries, and they just get better over time. So, yes, it's progressed. So that rapidly. Yeah. I don't I don't like going back and playing old games. That thing, yeah, I just don't think they're that good. <laughs> well, then I, I won't I won't hand you I won't hand you uh, my Nintendo sixty four and be like, have you played Conker's Bad Fur Day? No, no, thank you. Um, I am looking forward to a new game, though. New Binding of Isaac comes out. Ooh. The sad part is it comes out in like a fucking week. Everything comes out in a week. The fucking Dota anime comes out in a week. The fucking new Binding of Isaac comes out in a week. Whatever Dota content's coming out in a week. Nothing's now. I, I need something new, Joey. I'm fucking, this is, uh, I, I saw some big streamer recently tweet out, like, this is the biggest fucking game uh, drought in a while. And uh, I, I don't know if that's actually true, because I don't play a whole lot of mainstream, like, AAA games and stuff, but I am feeling it. I'm feeling a bit of a drought. I'm, like, I'm restless when it comes to the Steam store. I look around, I'm just like, there's got to be something. That's why I'm playing Outriders, because I was like, ah, fuck it, I need, they need something else. I don't have my game, the side game that I usually play. And I'm playing less Dota right now, so it's like I need that side game even more. I just don't have it. I need something. If I was more prepared, I would have pulled my list up and just rapid fired off names <laughs> for you to like to like thumbs up, thumbs down immediately. Uh, maybe that maybe that that's a future project. I'll I'll I'll, ra I'll rattle off a bunch of games for you. There's, there's probably stuff that I've played that you haven't that I think I know you would like because I think I know your sensibilities now. Also, I oh forgot what I was doing this week. I was casting the closed qualifiers. That's what I've been doing for like the last five days. So I casted the European closed qualifiers for Division Two. Two teams made it in. Ghost Frogs and Team Bald, which I'm I'm actually um, pretty excited about for a number of reasons. Right, I, I'm not I'm not like a fan of Gorp, or, or rather, I don't watch his stream, so I can't really be a fan. Um, I'm I can't really say I'm a fan. Part of your force, Cap hates Gorp. Sorry, go on. Of of any of the other players on that team, um, but I am excited that they made it. One. 
big, big overall, big picture view here. I think it's good for Dota. I think they'll drive a lot of viewers to the lower division games, which is good. It'll it'll be uh, as as T Governor was saying. It'll be similar to Arkosh for NA. For Europe, there will be Team Vault, something that brings in viewers. Good stuff. But does that really drive my personal like happiness that much? Am I really going to be getting all that much out of it? Not really. How much will it actually affect Dota 2 esports? Not enough that you can ever tell. Okay. But what I will get a lot, a lot of personal enjoyment out of is being able to, because lower division games are actually covered by Dreamly. That's what we were doing there. We covered the upper division games of Europe, and we also covered the lower division games, almost every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And that means we're going to be covering, in studio, Team Bald games. And you know what happens when the, when a team wins a series, Joey? Uh, a post-game interview. Right? A post-game interview. And you know who else is working Dream League with me? Who? Kyle! So, I could potentially have a post-game interview panel where Kyle has to talk to Gorp, and it's just going to be so much fun for me. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. You're going to push some buttons. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm going to ask Gorp about streaming questions right in front of Kyle and just see what happens, you know? Oh, it's going to be mm, delicious. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> You're gonna. Someone's going to have to get Kyle a mute button. Like, like the, the funny thing, thing is- to do there is you actually just have, like, like a producer off camera. And, you know, you get Kyle all round up and you just cut to the producer. He just, like, pushes Kyle's mute button. Then you cut back to Kyle, who's just, like, not speaking anymore. Or his mic's cut. The thing is, I don't think either one of those people can hold back. They're both. They're going to snipe at each other. I mean, Kyle will probably do less of it because he has to have some modicum of It's his job. It's his job. But Gorp has, there's nothing to restrain him from stopping at Kyle. And you know Kyle can't stop himself from responding. So, oh, it's it's going to be just a delicious little bit of drama that's going to make my day just better, you know? So number one team bald <laughs> fan in the Dream League studio. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I was like, I was telling T Governor, I was like, I want this team to do well. It'll be good for Dota, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, it, right, then I remembered. I was like, oh, Gorp and Kyle will have to interact They'll have to talk to each other instead of writing blog posts and stream clips about each other. <laughs> uh, fucking great. Well, until then, it's going to be a minute till we get back to the Dream League studio because first we have to take the entire major, which kicks off between this and the next side bowl. So we'll be back next week, hopefully with a patch, with some anime, with 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 some wild card results. But until then. I think people just got to join in your misery of not knowing what to do until the Dota happens. I know what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? I'm going to take a bath. Mm. Oh, hey, one more thing. Mid one got fired from OG. Who do you think is going to replace him? I don't think it's going to be Anna. It'll eventually be Anna, though. That's fucked up. (laughs) Anna is inevitable, like the heat death of the universe. (laughs) 
He's coming. <laughs> <laughs>